Hey everyone, great to be here with you. Thank you so much for listening to the show. And I have an ad, it's actually an ad for myself. Uh, it is to let you know that my new book is out. It's called Rest, Refocus, Recharge, A Guide for Optimizing Your Life, published by Harper Collins. Very, very excited about this. Took a long time to write and research and pull together. Um, it was super challenging, but I'm really happy with how where we landed on it. Basically, this is all came coming out of a place where when we did the ripple effect, it was great, but everyone would speak to me afterwards and be like, these ideas are awesome, but I'm just so busy, I don't have time. So what I wanted to do was to provide everyone with ideas for how to integrate these ideas about health, well-being, high performance into your life in a very, very easy, very, very um, tactical way that you can actually integrate. So for example, taking a couple of breaths to relax or to calm down if you're stressed, or what are some super healthy snacks that you can use in the middle of the day that are easy, cheap, and fast to make, or how do you take a great vacation uh, and completely disconnect? And then we grounded all of that in the latest science around neurophysiology and how the brain works to optimize creativity, learning, problem solving, and concentration. So if any of that sounds interesting to you, if you're psyched to hear, learn more and to explore those ideas, I would be infinitely grateful if you wanted to pick up a copy of the book. It's available at Amazon in Canada and the States. Just search Greg Wells and Rest, Refocus, Recharge, and you'll find it. It's also on Indigo um, and all of the bookstores in Canada if you want to check that out. Uh, Neil Pasricha, the number one best-selling author of You Are Awesome, described it as a prescription for space in a world of noise. So really pleased to um, have had that little support moment from from Neil and he's been on the show if you want to check him out. So thanks for considering it. Really appreciate it. I'm really proud of the book. I know it's going to be super helpful for you. So if you want to pick up a copy, I'd greatly appreciate it. All right, let's get back to the show. Welcome back. It's great to have all of you here. I hope that you are safe. I hope that you are healthy. And I hope that you are with your family right now on a wild week. Uh, I know that everyone's aware of this COVID-19 pandemic and all that that entails. And I know that many people are being affected personally, professionally, and in many other ways. And so I wanted to share with you an interview that I did this week on the Weather Channel. It's about 30 minutes long and we cover a range of topics. Uh, it's sort of jumbled in a little bit all over the place because it's going to be cut up for television and used, but the total interview itself covers everything and just a lot of different things from how I'm talking to my kids about it to hand washing to my mindset during this time. And I think that there's some nuggets in there that might help you. And we just wanted to share something relevant this week and make sure that we're trying to be of service so that we get good information to all of you in this really crazy time. So stay safe, stay healthy, stay indoors, practice physical isolation, even though we need to be emotionally connected and we'll get through this together. Thanks so much for being here. I really appreciate it now more than ever. And please enjoy my interview on the Weather Channel all about COVID-19. So I guess we just sort of talked uh, before I started recording about the crazy time that we're sort of in right now. But 
we have to reiterate to people that your mental health is of utmost importance as well. And there are certain things that you can do when you're cooped up inside, like maybe opening your window or stepping outside. What are some of the things that people can do uh, to better their mental health? Got it. Well, this is a very challenging time that we're in right now. And I think there's a lot of things that we can do to improve our mental, physical, and emotional health. So first of all, we know that nature has incredibly powerful benefits for us. And uh, even though we may not necessarily be going outside right now, we can still leverage the fact that we can see outside and see trees. Uh, if you can open those windows when it's nice out and get some fresh air into the house, that's obviously fantastic. Uh, I've actually changed my screensavers to shots of the ocean on my computers so that we're just seeing nature every chance that you get. Beautiful artwork in your home is another thing to maybe get out if you've got a little bit of extra time and you can get some of those paintings up on the wall that you've been meaning to hang for a while. That can make a big difference for you. And then other things like food's incredibly important for us. Sleep's incredibly important for us. Meditation can be super helpful. And yoga and other sorts of just, you know, exercise you can get done in your living room is all are all things that can make a big difference for us in this really challenging time. So... I mean, we'll talk about a little bit, when I did the interview with you about getting outside in those shoulder seasons or getting outside when it was cold, this is sort of sort of similar because people are, I mean, now they're sort of uh, hunkered down inside, maybe not by choice, but because they have to. But again, you mentioned there are things that you can do, even opening up your window. And in that interview with me, you mentioned that the shapes inside your home, inside our offices, inside our buildings are all very straight. Maybe you can reiterate that point. Yeah, sure. So one of the really interesting things about the effective nature on our mental health is what we see in our visual field. And when we're inside in built environments, things tend to be very, very straight lines. Uh, so, for example, I have this uh, this sheet here that I'm using for sort of sound uh, dampening, but it's all very, very straight lines. All the, the walls around me, the windows are all squares. Uh, the, the bookshelves I'm looking at are squares. If we get out into nature, it's a completely different visual field. You have leaves, you have water, you have grass, and there are fractals. There are random chaotic patterns that we see. And there's some research that suggests that being in nature is beneficial for us specifically because of the information that's in our visual field being fractals, being chaotic, and it's more interesting to us and better for our, our mental health than being in built environments where everything is in straight lines with straight angles or specific angles like 90 degrees or whatever. So when we get a chance to look outside and we get a chance to get outside that's super beneficial for us because of that impact, positive impact on our, our mental health strictly from what we see. And could we take it one step further? I don't know if this is accurate, but now when everything is in bloom, it's sort of like you see those shapes coming up out of the ground. You see the flowers blooming. You see it coming to life. Will that help? Yeah, so right now it's spring and, you know, the grass is coming up. The leaves are, are coming out of the tree. The buds are growing on the trees. The flowers might be happening. I don't know if there's specific research around that. I feel better. And so this we're sort of breaking out of research into what I, I, I you know, I, I, I like doing, which is getting outside in, in spring and seeing things. The other really interesting thing that happens though, that is based on some really cool research is the fact that trees and plants release molecules called phytoncides. And when we inhale these molecules, phytoncides, they go inside of our bodies and it actually strengthens our immune system. For up to seven days so when we are able to be exposed to fresh 
air and there's lots of trees around us and the plants are in bloom, that is a great time for us to leverage that either through opening a window or going by yourself to a park. I am going, you know, to the parks around whenever I can for now. We may not be able to do that in a little while, but as much as I can now, I'm exposing myself to nature to keep my mental health great and to keep my physical immune system functioning at its absolute best. So you mentioned that right now uh, we're sort of allowed to go outside, but we know that day by day, hour by hour, it is ever changing. And perhaps we can compare the situation to what is in Spain and Italy, where people mm -hmm. aren't allowed to go outside. However, you do see these heartwarming videos of people singing on their balconies, um, you know, a fitness instructor going out on his balcony and performing a routine and everybody in their windows doing their jumping jacks. Um, anything like that that you can think of? I, I mean, it's I don't know if it's going to happen. We don't know. But Let's just say in the event that we are locked in our homes. So what are things that people can do? You mentioned opening the window. Anything else? Yeah, open the windows, get light in, open the windows, get some air in. The other really important thing is this is a great time to spend some time eating with family, with your, with your family. If you've got people at home that, that you're living with so often, we're so busy and we don't get a chance to actually spend quality time with our family. Well, guess what? Now you can and so it's a chance to put away the devices turn off the news uh, get away from social media have that conversation over an amazing meal with the people that you love who are in your in your home the other thing we can leverage is the fact that food is incredibly good for us if we eat the right types of foods and food can improve our immune system and so lots of vegetables lots of fruits lots of multicolored uh, fruits and veggies are fantastic for us because it makes us healthier. We want to be leveraging that as much as possible. This might be a great time for you to try a meditation. Meditation improves the, the immune system. I've got an app on my phone called Headspace that I'm using right now for 20 minutes in the morning just to sort of calm my mind, bring myself back into the present, not get too caught up in all the hysteria that's out there on the internet. And so I've been leveraging that as well. And the other really cool thing, uh, if you can wrap your head around it, is maybe you want to be doing some exercise in your home. YouTube has all sorts of amazing videos that you can do for meditation, uh, living room workouts, just body weight workouts. You can get a really good session of exercise in, even though you may not have any equipment, just in the middle of your living room, just by moving and doing some squats or push-ups or sit-ups or a little bit of yoga, all sorts of things that we can do. And the more of that stuff we do, the better we're going to feel, even though we're confined to our homes for a little while. And that's another point too. It's easy to sort of hunker down and just like shut down almost, you know, for mental people, even people who have OCD or what have you, this is something that they feel sort of all the time from discussions with my friends who do experience anxiety mm -hmm. and um, some mental health um, struggles. But it's important what you said to make sure that you do eat the healthy food because you can pull out that frozen pizza, you can pull out what you have sort of that's junky in your closet and eat that. But you're saying it's really important to maintain that healthy food choice and, and what have you. Oh, I think that this is an incredible time for us to actually make real food that we recognize as food, um, eat it with your family, with people that are in your home and go really all in on, on eating healthy. I think that this is a, a chance when obviously if you're watching a movie and you want to have a snack, no big deal. Uh, certainly don't beat yourself up over, over that one. But in general, now is the time when we need to be paying a lot of attention to eating healthy food. That means staying really hydrated, drinking lots of water, 
herbal tea works. Uh, you can squeeze lemon and orange and lime into your water to make it taste a little bit better. You want to be eating lean protein is, uh, with every meal. You want to be having fruits and vegetables uh, with every single meal. Minimize the junk food if you possibly can. Eat healthy fats, uh, avocado, olive oil, all these sorts of things we know are incredibly good for our bodies. Now is the time to make sure that we actually are able to get those foods into our system and we're not racing around like we normally are, like we're at home. We may actually have time to make good meals because you're not spending two hours a day commuting to and from work. So this is a huge opportunity for us to set some good positive habits that maybe stay with us after uh, this all sort of dissipates and we're able to get outside and return to our, our, our normal, our more normal lives. And to play devil's advocate, people will say, you know, we go to the grocery stores and people are panic buying and there may not be what you're saying is, is, you know, to use, right? Like people are buying eggs and hordes and milk and what have you. Um, I guess it's the time to get creative with what you have. <laughs> totally. I think if you look at traditional styles of eating from around the world, you'll see that they're, they're very cheap. They're uh, really incredibly good for us. Uh, it just requires you to take a little bit of time to make them. So beans are cheap, rice are rice cheap, lentils and legumes are cheap. Uh, I know that I just went to the grocery store earlier and there's actually a lot of fruits and vegetables available. I think it's the other, you know, canned goods that are getting, um, sort of hoarded at the moment, if you will. And I think that actually the super healthy food is not being hoarded, which is kind of bizarre. Uh, so actually you can get out there and get some, uh, get some things that are really, really good for you and your family. You obviously wash your fruits and vegetables when you get them back to the house. And, uh, I think that there are some things that you can do right now. So look up West Indian cuisine, look up Asian cuisine, look up Indian cuisine, uh, buy some spices. Those are also incredibly good for you as well. All those uh, polyphenols and flavonoids and micronutrients are just so wonderful for us. And experiment a little bit. Just look for traditional styles of eating from around the world, and you'll find some amazing healthy recipes that are incredibly good for you. Uh, and they're actually really inexpensive as well the vast majority of the time. So it could actually be good for your pocketbook now too. And um, just going off of your point, like all we have right now is time, so we might as well. And we all have computers and phones that we can search these things and, you know, even ask or go into groups where people are learning and so much innovation is coming out of this, I feel. I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, my friends and I have set up a little group chat where we're texting each other every time that we do a workout just to make sure that everyone's sort of pressured into doing it. Uh, I know that my kids are looking up YouTube videos of other children cooking. So they're getting into cooking now and cutting vegetables and, and doing all of that. Um, I just signed up for a 30-day yoga training program, uh, which is free. It's crazy. It's like 40 minutes a day. It's awesome. And so, yeah, there's many different things that are coming out of this. And I believe that you can always look on the bright side. Obviously, people are, are struggling and some people are, are not well. And that's a huge challenge for us not to overlook and not to minimize in any way, shape or form. But I think that it's uh, an opportunity for us to make sure that we control what we can control and you can control what you're eating. You can control how much you're exercising. You can get lots of sleep. You can, you can do many things. And so I'd like us to really focus in on what we can do. And ironically enough, when we do that, our lives get better. Our health gets better. Your immune system works better. And our, and I believe that we'll actually get through this even faster if we do that. And you mentioned an interesting point because I did it yesterday too. I set up a Google Hangouts with my girlfriends. It was one of her, one of our friends' birthdays, so we all, you know, poured a glass of wine and cheers virtually uh, yeah. through the computer, right? So it's still about that social interaction as well. I mean, we have to understand that we're not 
cut out from the world. Like in a time right now, we're more connected than ever. So setting up these social interactions online, do you recommend that? Oh my gosh, yeah. We have some hilarious um, messages going back and forth on my uh, WhatsApp group with my friends. It's just hysterical. My wife has a group from around the world of people that she went to university with and they're texting each other and uh, sending messages and pictures. And now's the time to make it, you know, if you have kids like I do, I'm taking pictures of the kids, firing it off to my mom and dad so they can see the kids and keep connected. So there's many different ways of being emotionally connected, even though that we are socially isolated. And I think that there's a difference between social isolation and emotional isolation. And so I would love for us to consider that even though we are maybe not allowed to get within proximity of other people right now, as we shouldn't, uh, there's no reason for us not to be emotionally connected. And you can do that on the phone. You can do that on video calls. There's many different ways of doing that in a way that's safe and leverages technology. I know that we're so many times people are demonizing phones and social media and the negative effect that that has had uh, on us, especially on depression and anxiety. But there's also a very powerful opportunity now to use them for good, increase our connection and leverage these technologies like you and I are doing right now, having a video call. I don't know where you are. I'm at my home. So um, plenty of opportunity to do some pretty cool things right now and maybe do things a little bit differently. And I think that might persist afterwards, too. Yeah, definitely some lots of things we can keep and learn from this experience, too. Um, one more thing. You mentioned uh, your parents and sending pictures of your kids to them, right? I mean, I'm worried about my mom as well, my parents. Uh, what do you suggest for physical or sort of keeping mental health for the older populations, right? Like they might not be able to do some of the things like go out and get those groceries. What do you suggest for that? Right. So um, I believe that these ideas apply to us throughout our lifespan. Obviously, right now, it appears that the COVID-19 uh, virus affects people who are older a little bit more severely. Uh, the, the risk is higher for people above the age of 70. And so we want to be making sure that we help those people as much as we possibly can, but at the same time, also minimize their risk of infection while improving their health. So if you have people that you know that are over the age of 70, your parents perhaps, or um, grandparents in some cases, then it's a chance for you to connect with them on the phone. It's a, a chance to connect with them through the computer. Uh, it's a chance for that to help them understand that how you might be able to actually use technology to get a home workout for people to simply you know, stand up, do a couple squats, do some lunges, do some walking in place, almost like AquaFit without the pool in your living room. If you can sort of imagine that, I could see that happening. It's very, uh, a good opportunity in terms of getting healthy food, um, that would be a that would be a challenge, but possibly also uh, an opportunity if we can figure out how to get healthy food to people in a way that's delivered in a safe way. And if you have the ability to go to the grocery store, perhaps you just to leave it at the front door and you know don't actually see anyone, but you're able to get healthy food to them within proximity that they can use. But again, those sorts of things are changing on a daily basis. So you know, stay tuned for what's uh, possible on that front. And uh, just one more question, or rather a statement, rather. Um, so it doesn't necessarily mean you have to be physical to be healthy. You can do other things that will help your mental health, that will make you feel better and in turn make you, I guess, does that help your immune system when you feel better? Absolutely. So one of the things that we've sort of given ourselves permission to do in this crazy time is everyone in my family is sleeping in until they wake up. We have no morning alarms right now. It's wonderful. So I'm actually getting 
I'm embarrassed to save like an extra hour and a half to two hours of sleep that I normally wouldn't get. Normally I'm up at five. Now I'm up at like seven and feel pretty good and a lot happier, ironically. And we know that sleep has a positive impact upon our immune system. This, there's a direct relationship there that we can leverage. So if you give yourself permission to get a lot of sleep, now's the time. Maybe you're not commuting, you get that time back and you can use it to get more rest, which is incredible for us. We also know that meditation and mindfulness are practices that dramatically improve the immune system. Uh, there's been anti-cancer effects noted for meditation, for example. So that's an opportunity for you to develop a new practice around meditation, perhaps. Obviously, food's incredibly important. Uh, and anything you can do just to sort of control your anxiety and modulate your stress in an environment where all the information coming at us right now is is anxiety provoking. Uh, and so there, what we want to be doing is doing what we, we just being careful, what we call the media psychology effect and controlling what media you're consuming when maybe take a couple of, maybe take a few minutes in the morning to check the, check the news and a few minutes in the evening to get caught up, but try to avoid getting, you know, checking every 20 minutes to see what the latest update is. Um, cause that can really put you in a dangerous trajectory when it comes to your mental health. And, uh, we will, we want to be aware of what's going on, but not, slaves to what's going on when it comes to our mental health. Okay. Um, and an interesting point that you mentioned a lot earlier in the conversation was that you started changing, like any little things that people can do, you were mentioning changing your screensaver to something in nature. Like what are some other little things that maybe you're doing yourself to make sure that you're happier? Right. So a um, couple really interesting things. Uh, I've got a few books that I'm reading at the moment. So uh, actually like this crazy, they're hard copy books, like made of paper, mind boggling. Uh, so I'm trying that. Uh, I'm actually spending a little bit more time having meals with my family than I normally do. Normally I'm in and around and out. So I'm really trying to dedicate my time to sitting down with the kids and being fully present for dinner. Uh, the kids are playing a lot more music than they normally do. So we've got a drum kit set up and a piano set up so that they're you know jamming downstairs or playing music. Um, I also play music from the vinyl that I have, and we're playing a lot more music in the house, which is just keeping people happier. And sort of, we had a big, huge um, Lion King dance party last night. It was pretty crazy. My kids are young. Uh, if you can visualize what that looks like. Uh, so, yeah, we're just doing things that make us laugh and develop us, not getting caught up too much in the new cycle and not getting caught up too much and just sort of mindlessly sitting around. I think there's a time to watch a movie, but. Um, you know, we're going to get bored of binge watching Netflix pretty quick. So it's your chance to take that online course, read a great book, uh, build some new fitness routines into your life, eat a little bit better food, uh, spend a little bit of time and have those conversations that you may not have had time to have. So there's lots and lots of different things that you can do to keep yourself entertained and moving forwards in, in this in this crazy time that we're going through. Cool. And sorry, this is a more personal, but from that Lion King dance party, did you guys take any videos of that? No, there will be no evidence of that whatsoever. Uh, I was going to start it with like, you know. If you want me to do it, yeah, we can we can do that if you'd like. I can go no, downstairs no. And, and film it. But, uh, no, no, yeah, that's no, okay. I, I, uh, I made sure that I filmed some, at least some parts of my social interacting with the girlfriends yesterday so I could use it as a part Great. of the story. Sounds good. Yeah. But honestly, thank you very much. Is there anything that I missed that you want to add? Maybe like a encapsulating sentence or something like, uh, you know, that? yeah, it's interesting. This is a really challenging time and, uh, many people are, are referring to it as a crisis. And I think that that's a fair statement. Uh, but if we look back to the ancient symbols for crisis, 
uh, they're a combination of danger and opportunity. And I think that this is a very, very difficult time to want to minimize it. But I also think that it's a time for us to maybe take a step back, to rest, refocus, to recharge, and to contemplate adding a few new things to our lives that we may not be able, may not have been able to do up until now that will have positive effects from here on in. So we're certainly trying to do that with my family and I'd encourage other people to think about that as well. And let's see how positive, let's see if we can turn this into a really positive experience uh, given the extremely difficult nature of what's going on right now. And maybe one more question. Do you find yourself happier now that you're stuck at home? Like it feels like everyone's a little bit happier. Yeah, so I've gone through the range of emotions, to be completely honest. Like on Friday, uh, you know, I, I I have a business that I run, and obviously the business was affected. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. Uh, my wife is a therapist, a, a chiropractor, acupuncture, massage therapist. Her business closed. Uh, and so there was a lot of anxiety around our family and what we're able to do. It's just completely transparent. And then you know, we sort of adapted and we thought about what do we need to do to manage the situation. We've put a bunch of things into place to, to try to do that. And uh, the bizarre thing was I woke up this morning and I was smiling and I was like, well, you know, this is actually a challenge. And I'm wondering, like, can I rebuild my business to be more digitally focused than it was previously? Uh, can we spend a little bit more time with the family than we were pre than we were previously? Uh, all four of us were quite tired a couple of weeks ago. We were ready for March break. And we decided not to go away, fortunately, and we're all rested. We're all happy. We're all learning. We're all doing cool projects. The kids are drawing. Like it's, it's bizarre that this situation has resulted in us being a lot more relaxed, a lot more rested, really happy, uh, not to minimize the danger and, you know, all of those sorts of things and the, and the challenges currently we're healthy and happy. Um, and I'm loving the work that I'm doing from home too. So it's sort of turned a corner and... Um, we feel pretty good, but we're just trying to stay safe and, and healthy and happy in this time and, and make the best of it. And so far, uh, so good. Not to minimize the ups and downs and the ins and outs and the happiness and the anxiety and the depression and all. Like we've had it all over the last few days. But right now at this particular moment in this interview, I'm pretty fired up about the direction that things are going for us and what we're, what we're doing. And I think that we'll get through it as a society as well. If we look back historically, humans have always overcome incredible challenges, and I believe that we're an incredibly adaptable species. I think there's seven billion of us, and very, very, if you look at the statistics, very, very few um, bad events that occur around the world. If you look at the actual data, so I'm, I'm, I believe in humanity, and I believe that we're going to overcome, and I believe that we're going to end up in a better place than we were at the beginning of all of this. Awesome. And because you're a dad of young children, how are you explaining it to them? What are you guys telling them? So I'm a physiologist. So I studied the human body. Uh, a PhD student of mine just finished her doctoral work in immunology. So uh, we've got all sorts of information around. I go hardcore science with them. Like when they're like, what's going on? I'm like, well, this is a virus. This is how a virus works. This is what it does to cells. This is how it replicates. This is how it's transmitted. Like we were we're giving them the science and it's, they get right into it and they ask tons of questions and then they, they move on. So, um, my, that, that's my response. And, you know, we're just giving them the data. We're giving them the information. If you sort of, the analogy is my, um, my kids are sort of in that five to nine age group. And recently they asked us like, how are babies made? And we pulled, like I explained it to them in a physiological sense. Like this is the physiology of it. This is how the cells are built. This is where, you know, and, um, when they understand the science, kids, they love it. They get right into it. They want to understand how their bodies work. They understand. They want to understand 
Um, what is um, sickness? How does the body overcome sickness? How do we stay healthy? Uh, and when they understand it, they're now washing their hands a lot more than they were before. They don't argue with me like they used to. Um, they understand why they can't necessarily go over and see their friends at the moment. Uh, they understand why they've got to get outside into, um, we're doing some exercise in and, in and around the house. And we were doing uh, wind sprints in our backyard the other day. So like they're understanding why we're doing all of these things. And I think that's really the thing with that kids want to understand is like, why? Why is this happening? What is going on? What do I need to do? And why do I need to do that? And when they get all of those questions answered, they're amazing. So we're being pretty transparent with them and pretty open and honest. And I think that's sort of, uh, an approach that everyone can take right now. I think the more transparency we have, the better. And also, I feel like they would be less scared because they understand, right? You're, the fear of the unknown is sort of what gives people anxiety. So by explaining it in simple terms and getting them to understand, maybe they'll be less scared. Yeah, we found that completely. Like, there is no fear right now. Um, and, I mean, in our home, there is no fear. I understand there's fear outside, and it is fear of the unknown. And I have flashes of it. We don't know where this is going. I think I can reasonably predict what the trajectory is going to be for the next 12 months, but we still don't absolutely know. And that's why information is so powerful for us when you get the right information. So randomly consuming things on the Internet, I think, is quite dangerous for us. But if you go to the World Health Organization and get their updates, there's some amazing data. If you look up Peter Diamandis and look for his updates on how artificial intelligence is being used uh, globally to better understand the pandemic, that's some really hopeful, fantastic information there. So I think getting the right information at the right time from the right sources that you can trust that will really help you to make good decisions, understand what's going on, rather than just randomly consuming various different posts on whatever social media you happen to be scrolling through. I think that can make a big difference for all of us, leveraging the example of what I just explained with how we're handling our kids at the moment. Okay, sorry, I have one more question. Uh, in terms of hand washing, like why is it important? I know it's like the simplest and people are like, really, you just have to wash your hands and it will go away, or like why is hand washing so important? Yeah, it is critically, hand washing is critically important. So I was on the phone with my mom and dad the other day. My mom's a former nurse, so she's like dialed into all of this stuff. She worked in infectious diseases when she was younger. So like she's all over this. But they asked like, you know, what should we be doing? I was like, wash your hands. Oh, anything else? Like, mm -hmm. mm, wash your hands. Like literally just wash your hands. And so um, when we do wash our hands, a few things happen. First of all, soap uh, is hydrophilic and it breaks down the membranes of bacteria and viruses, which is why washing hands for 20 plus seconds is great. The second thing that it does when you rinse your hands um, after having washed them is the, uh, the soap pulls the oils off of your hand, which makes it possible for the water to rinse away anything that's stuck in the sort of cracks and crevices of, the, of, of your skin, which if you've ever looked at your skin through a microscope or a magnifying glass, it's like really it's not as smooth as we think it is. There's lots of opportunities for things to get in there. And so when we wash our hands and kill all of the viruses and bacteria and then rinse them to get all of them off and out of the deep cracks in your skin, it's just a way of minimizing the transmission. I think when we, um, I'm not going to say any statistics, but it's, it's, it's significantly different when you wash your hands. So just a good practice for us to get into now and in the future as well. I hope that was helpful. And thank you for listening. Thanks for sticking around this long. If you are still listening, wash your hands, practice social isolation. It is so important that we do this for about the next four to five weeks. 
stay home so that we can all get back out into our regular lives as fast as possible. Take care of yourselves. Take care of everyone else around you. Be safe, eat healthy, and we will talk to you again very, very soon.